0: Well, Matthew chapter 25, do come with your prayers this morning, and that's that you pray for us as we preach. I've had this thought in my heart <clears throat> for several weeks, and the Lord's never, not allowed me to preach it yet, and just pray, that, pray for me that the Lord would help me this morning. And uh, the Bible says we're the Spirit of the Lord, is liberty, and that's what we need. We don't want to grieve the Spirit, <clears throat> and we don't want to hinder the Spirit, so just pray God's Spirit would move this morning and work at listening uh, some people, it's easier to listen to others, and uh, Brother Justin says, I'm one of the ones that's harder for me to listen, and so pray that God would help you to listen to the message, and I've heard preachers say, and I've been told before that, you know, they say on Sunday morning, preach a salvation message on Sunday night, but you know, I really think the Lord can take any portion of Scripture and can speak to every heart that if we want to hear, we can be blessed by it. And here in Matthew twenty-five is a familiar story, a parable. Um, you got to be real careful when you handle parables. Uh, a lot of false doctrine and false teaching comes from using parables to um, manipulating them. I guess you could say to teach truths that people want to be taught. And uh, this one is is no uh, uh, exception to that. Um, Matthew twenty-four, the disciples. You can read it in your own own time. They began to ask the Lord questions about the end, about the coming of the Son of God, and the day of the Lord. And Matthew chapter 24, Jesus talked about the last times, the last days. And there's three groups of people He addresses. You read it in your own time. He deals with the Jews, He deals with the Gentiles, and He deals with the church of God in Matthew chapter 24. And then, and and, and a lot of misteaching, misunderstanding comes from taking something He was speaking to the Jews about, and trying to apply it to the Gentiles, or taking something he's saying to the Gentiles and trying to apply it to the church. And now, Matthew chapter 25, he, um, he gives another parable and, and three different parables, and each one of them is, a, is illustrating the, what he told them in Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 25, there's three tar- parables, and one's for the Jew, one's for the Gentile, and one's for the church of God. Now, what we're reading this morning, Jesus was illustrating the Jews. And the tribulation and what was going to happen, and um, and the reason I say that I'm trying to I'm going to say that and then I'm just going to get to the message. I want to be clear when I preach. I don't want to manipulate the Bible and teach preach what I want to say. But these ten virgins he's talking about are illustrating the Jew. Um, and and if you'll study this story, these ten virgins they were the bridesmaids. They they when they bridegroom would come and in Bible times they'd have the wedding. And then they would have the, the reception, the celebration, and the bridemaids would usher the bridegroom to the reception after the wedding was over. I want you to know we're not the bridesmaids of Jesus Christ. We are the bride of Christ. And so, but that being said, I, I, I want to give you, I want to, I want to make application this morning. And from this text, and the Bible says this in verse number one. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man... Cometh. Father I pray you would help me this morning Lord I pray you would bind any and all evil spirits That might hinder this service Lord I know that Lord what we're trying to do this morning Representing you and proclaiming your word Is something that disturbs the devil And I pray that you would bind him right now And allow me now to preach the message That you've placed upon my heart I pray God that as I preach Lord That you would preach a message to each and every one here And I pray that we'd learn from this parable, from this lesson you taught your disciples many years ago. And may the truths that you taught them, I pray, God, that they'd be real to us. Lord, I love you now, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. The Bible says this in verse number 10, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom, bridegroom came, And they that were ready went in with him to to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. And uh, this morning, I'm going to preach a thought on this. I'm going to preach on this thought on the outside Looking in, being on the outside, looking in. These five foolish virgins ended up being on the outside, looking in. That you know, that's a common phrase. I, I hope you've heard that before. If not, you're going to hear it this morning. They use that uh, uh, in you know business terms. That you know, if you have a business and you go or uh, and you go bid on a job, and somebody else, uh, then all you are, you're on the outside looking in. They use it in sports. If you've got a baseball team you're pulling for right now, the pennant race is heating up. When I was a boy, I, I've always been a Braves fan, and, and 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 during the 90s, we'd watch that pennant race, and it'd have how many games behind, and, and you watch that, and they have this number, they call it the magic number, I think it is, or something like that, and uh, and, 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 and that meant once you got to that, uh, when it got to zero, that meant you was in. Uh, but there was always other people or other teams uh, that were on the outside left looking in. And uh, this morning, the Bible tells us about other places and other people who were left on the outside looking in. I'm going to say this this morning. In life and in, in your own personal business and your home and in your, in, in, in your, in your entire life, you may feel like you're on the outside looking in for others, but when it comes to eternal life, you do not want to be on the outside looking in. Right. You know, as a preacher like I am and, and others I know, we're kind of outsiders. You know, being independent Baptists, we're outsiders. We're not in the association, we're not a part, and we're just kind of outsiders. They don't, but that's okay. We come from a long line of preachers that were outsiders, too. John the Baptist didn't preach on the inside, he preached on the outside. Amen. Right. He preached in the wilderness and he preached to repent for the dead Lord's at hand. But don't you know this morning, if you're here uh, and you're not saved, you don't want to die and be on the outside (coughs) looking in. Now in Noah's day, Uh, you can turn there if you want. Genesis chapter six. We're just gonna kind of as a way of introduction, I'm gonna show you some illustrations of this. Genesis chapter six and verse number five. The Bible says this, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. It repented the Lord that he had made him on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And The Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that I have made him. Now look over in chapter number seven, chapter number seven, verse thirteen. In the self same day entered Noah and Shem and Hap and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife. And the three wives of his sons with them, they and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, and every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah and the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female. Amen. Amen they gone in male and male or female and female, we, there wouldn't be no cows, horses. It, it all be. And by the anyway, not going to get into that, but it's just common. They won't talk about science. That's just science. That's just true. They went into male and female, and the Bible says in verse 16, and the Lord shut him in. Amen. Now, look in Matthew chapter 24, back to where we were. Matthew chapter 24, I'm going to show you this. I'm getting somewhere. I'm kind of grinding gears a little bit this morning, but I'll get there eventually. I've been grinding gears for a long time. I've learned how just to grind on through them. But Matthew chapter 24 and verse 37, the Bible says this, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking marrying and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. I want you to see this first as just a way of introduction that there was a partying crowd that was on the outside looking in in the days of Noah. That's what they were. They were living for pleasure. They were living for fun. Jesus said as it was in the days of Noah. He says everyone was eating and drinking. Do you have a question, sir? Are you okay? All right. Uh, They were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage and having a good time and living it up. And for 120 years, Noah, uh, that man of God was a preacher of righteousness and and he told them that the floods were coming. He told them that the rains were going to fall. But they they, they were so consumed with their lust and their pleasure and their fun that they waited until it was too late. And the Bible says the Lord shut Noah in. I want you to know this, by shutting Noah in, he shut them out. And as the waters can't you say, but how could God do that? They had 120 years to get rise. They had 120 years to repent. Why would they not repent? Hey, have you ever thought about that? Surely somebody would have saw Noah and said, you know what, there's something to this. Amen. These animals are coming two by two. I can't even make my kids walk two by two. When you got four, you can have got two by two. But anyhow, I can't. I met a guy last night had six. I said, "Bless your heart, sir. I'm gonna let you have that record. I'm competitive, but I ain't that competitive." But, I mean, you would think somebody would have saw the the, the birds flying through there. I mean, you would have thought that they would have understood. Maybe I, maybe at the beginning, I can understand their skepticism, but as that ark got bigger and bigger and bigger, they thought, man, how? He didn't go to ark school. He's not an engineer. He's not a, I mean, he's not a, uh, how did he figure, how did he know this? There has to be something to it. And every day, Noah was swinging that hammer and preaching, they said the Lord, and they had already heard, Preaching before Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied saying, Behold the Lord cometh. They had to know something was going on. Why did they ignore the call? Why did they stay outside? Like, you don't know why? They having too good of a time. Amen. They was busy marrying, and by the way, marrying that's not wrong. Eating and drinking, I mean, that's not wrong in and of itself. But they become so consumed by it and so uh, infatuated with it that they gave no thought to God and they began to intermarry and you can believe what you want. I do not believe Genesis 6 is talking about aliens and people having babies or that's angels don't procreate by the way. <laughs> that bust all them I know that Schofield. believe I don't believe this was angels and the sons of God and the sons of men that was that holy line and men are mingling with that unholy line and that line that messianic line was mingling with that uh, that line of Cain and that line of Abel and God said enoughs enough I've seen enough I've had enough I'm going to wipe it all out and the entire world was on the outside looking in. Look in Genesis 19. Genesis chapter 19. I want to see another crowd that was on the outside looking in. I believe it's verse 6, or verse 1. And there came two angels of Sodom and even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and bowed himself with his face toward the ground. He said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you into your servant's house and tarry all night. And by the way, I don't believe he was just trying to be a God I believe he was scared for these men because he knew what was about to happen. And wash your feet, and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast, and they did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young. That says a lot about this city. All the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door of them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Now this is the moral condition Lot was in. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not no man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do you even as good as in your eyes. Only these men do nothing, for therefore came they into the shadow of my roof and they said, Stand back! And they said again, this one fellow came into sojourn, and he will needs to be a judge now. They were talking about Lot. And by the way, the world will turn on you in a heartbeat. When did the world turn on Lot when he didn't give them what they wanted? And he will needs to be a judge. And now will he did worse with thee than with these. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand. That's talking about these angels. And pulled Lot into the house to them and shut to the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great. Here it is. So that they wearied themselves to find the door. I said in Genesis 6, there was a partying crowd. And I want you to know, life is not all about having a good time. You know that old song on the highway to hell? No stop signs, no speed limits. Ain't nobody going to slow me down. Listen to me. You're a fool if you're living that way. I mean, just going from one high to another high and smoking a little of this, drinking a little of that, having some more of this, having some more of that. I mean, just leaving it up. And listen, you're, you're, you're going the wrong way. Amen. But in Lots day, we see there was a perverted crowd that was left on the outside looking in. These men were perverted men. And we see that in those day, those were more enamored with pleasure and with with things and be, and social life and and just uh, uh, you know just having a good time. But these men uh, were of another stripe. These men uh, were of another nature. These were men that their minds had been twisted and corrupted. And the Bible says they saw these two men, uh, these angels, and said, "Let us know them." Uh, and Lot begged them, "No, don't do it." Lot even offered his own daughter. But listen to me, there came a point, they crossed the line, and the angels smote them with blindness. Yeah. And they got where they couldn't even see the door, much less go through the door. I want you to know this world, we're living in a perverted world. And people get people get so nervous. They get uneasy. They get to squirm. And when preachers begin to preach, don't you to know it needs to be said over and over and over again? Oh, how perverted and how twisted our country and our 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 culture is! And and I, and listen, our children are being exposed to things that we would not even talk about when I was a child. The Bible says this in, in Revelations one eight, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, shall have their part in the lake of fire which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I didn't write Revelation 21 8. God did. And God said the unbelieving, and God said the fearful, and God said the abominable, and God said the murderer, and the hardmonger, and the sorcerer, and the adulterer, and the liar will have their part in the lake of fire. First Corinthians 6, 9. Though ye not, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusing themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor coaxes, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. I want you to know the gospel of Jesus Christ is a, is a wonderful gospel. It's a glorious gospel, amen? It's a saving gospel. It is the power of God and the salvation. But the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, will cleanse you of your sin. It will free you from your sin. It will save you from your sin. It will wash your sin away. Uh, but if you say, well, I know God, but I want to do this, and I want to keep doing that, uh, you know, and all this stuff, this one love and, and all this, well, uh, all roads lead to heaven. Oh no, just one road leads to heaven. And every other road goes to hell. In Lunch day, a perverted crowd was left on the outside looking in. You say, we're in church. Well, I tell you what, it's gotten out where about every day they're popping these people in churches. Committing things like this. I don't know what they're doing up the road at that church. I don't know what they're doing up this road at this church. I don't know what they're doing across. I don't know. I don't care, to be honest with you. Life's so much better when you just worry about your own business. But I tell you what I didn't know about right here. You better not be doing all that stuff in this church. We're not going to cover up for you, brother. I say that word. We're not going to cover up for you. We're not going to save you the embarrassment. We're not going to. That's what they say. There's one going on right now. I'm not even. Going, I I hate to even say where it's at. It's in another state. And they, these people have come forward and they come forward and come forward. And and this is what they told them for years. We don't want to hurt the name of the church. We don't want to hurt. And so they tried to deal with it internally. Now let me say this. If you get mad, if if one of you men get mad at another man because he parked in your parking spot, we'll deal with that internally amen. I'm going to use the men because you know how the men are so dramatic around here or if one of you ladies you know some, one of the other ladies wears the same dress as you did on Easter Sunday morning and you're just mad about that guess what we'll do we'll deal with that internally amen, amen. if somebody cooks your favorite recipe that you've always cooked and they bring it to the dinner at homecoming and you're upset we'll talk about it. we'll deal with that internally but if a man or a woman in this church puts their hands on a child in an op- inappropriate way, or if there's a man running around on his wife in this church or a woman running around on her husband, if there's fornication, if there's sodomy, if there's any type of perversion going on, we're not going to deal with it internally. We're going to bring it out. We're going to expose it. And we're going to deal with it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, the Lord taught me. I'm just preaching. What, the, this crowd, does anybody want to argue they were a perverted crowd? Anyway, that wasn't in my notes, but there it is. Just trying to warn you. And parents, we need, we need to watch out for our kids. These predators are out here. Predators are out here. They're on these social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and all that other straight out of hell, Snapchat, and all that. They're on there and they're disguised. All they've got to do is pick up a picture of a 12 or 13 year old boy and put it as their profile, and that's what they do. And they get to talking. They get to, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do they call that? I don't know what the word for it is. Grooming these children, and they're setting them up, and they're so. Per- they're so twisted. I got three daughters in my clean land. When I think about it, and I got a little boy, and, and by the way, they're not just after these little girls, they're after these boys too. And listen, you say, oh, brother Martin, so on that, rally. I'm just saying, we ought to guard and help and protect and warn them. You need to be careful. Because that perverted crowd that got bought they're a wicked crowd. And, uh, 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 anyhow, I believe the gospel changes lives. Do you? I believe anybody can come to Jesus and be saved and forgiven. But I believe when you come to Jesus and and you trust him, there'll be a change in your life. And there's people in here, myself included. I've got scars. I've got things in my life I'm ashamed of that I did before I got saved and after I got saved. And there's not one sin that's greater than another. And what, you're, what I'm saying is I'm not trying to differentiate if you're, maybe your past was drugs or maybe your past was alcohol and, and partying and maybe your past was whatever your past was. If you're saved it's the past. You understand? But what I'm talking about is swinging the church doors open and saying come as you are and leave as you were. As long as you put something in the box you're welcome here. As long as you give and as long as you've got a name in the community and and listen to me they pray those type of people those twisted people they pray on atmospheres like this and by the way these people in Revelation 21 and 1 Corinthians 16 they go to hell God said it I didn't say it He said they're going to hell the reason they're going to hell is they never experienced the change in grace of God and these men at Lod's day, they were perverted. They were twisted. And God smote them with blindness, a judicial blindness where they could not see the way. Matthew 25. I'm talking about being on the outside looking in. There's many people, in fact, there's more people going to be on the outside looking in than on the inside looking out. Jesus said that too, Matthew 7. I want you to look at this procrastinating crowd. I believe that's probably going to be the largest crowd that's left on the outside looking in. These five foolish virgins were negligent to prepare for the coming of the bridegroom. It was something they knew to do. It was something that they had seen done before. They understood and and I'm not going to get into all the manners and customs, and and, and it's very interesting. If you want to read it for your own study, it's very uh, interesting how Jesus, this is something they all, when Jesus spoke parables, now follow me, he took common, everyday, current events that these people were very familiar with and used those common, current, everyday events to illustrate spiritual truth. And by the way, there's not. I believe preachers are wise to do the same. I've had people say, accuse me for, of using like ball and things that, that you know, imply, that's carnal. Let me tell you something, that's, Jesus was talking about a marriage, a, a reception. This crowd, they, I mean, they didn't really just, it wasn't what they did that was so bad, it's what they didn't do. You see, those other ones we talked about in Noah's day, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving a marriage and all this. And in Lot's day, these men, they were perverted men. They were going after these angels. They were doing things they shouldn't do. But I want you to know this morning, there's more people. I believe that, that, that what's the worst thing? What's the sin unto death? What is it? It's rejecting Jesus Christ. Amen. The only sin God will not forgive is that of rejecting the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And maybe you saw on TBN and they said something else, but I want you to know, they fed you a lie. And unbelief, I'm talking about unbelief. What is unbelief? It means you're not believing. It's not what you're doing, it's what you're not doing. These five foolish virgins, and I'm just going to hurry up, and finish, because I'm about. Pre- I don't have COVID. I promise you, I don't have COVID, but I do have sinuses. They've got this beans and corn cutting. It. It's the worst time of the year for me. I'm doing nasal rinses. I'm doing Zyrtec. I'm doing it all, and I'm struggling. I'm hanging on by thread. Y'all pray. I'm not going to succumb to the, going to the doctor. I'm going to try to fight it out. But this morning, I'm going to finish and give you this thought: These five foolish virgins, they look like the other five. You understand? Morally speaking, they were all virgins. All ten were virgins. They were outwardly clean, morally pure. If you were to look at them, uh, you cannot tell by looking at somebody. Now, there's a few people that give you some hints, but if they're foolish or wise. Do you know you've met that one at Walmart you said? Mayfield, Walmart. I mean, you just go there, and it's just like a hodgepodge of of the world. It's like going to the New York subway. I can't remember. I went with my wife to Walmart the other day. It's a very, very, very rare occurrence that I go to Walmart and that I go with my wife. She went with me. Why were we there, though? Oh, I was buying bullets. <laughs> I, I'm serious. They had 22 shells, and those are rare. And anyhow, and, and I just walked in there, and i just constantly, when I go, on, I'm just looking, I'm like, this is amazing that we've got all this under one roof here, these, this different type of people, but... Technically speaking, if I were to put five foolish people and five, ten people by simply looking at them, how do we judge? what is foolishness? It's an inward It's an inward trait. And so what I'm trying to say is all 10 of these look the same. They all from the outside, and not only did they look the same, they all lived the same. They were pure. They hadn't defied themselves. They had kept themselves as they were as they should and as as God would have them to do. But the truth of the matter is by simply uh, by simply looking the part and by simply living the part, uh, that's not enough to get in. You know the difference between these five virgins that were wise and these five that were fool, that uh, were fools. five had the oil and five did not have the oil. They all fell asleep, and by the way, by the way, I believe them five wise virgins that had all, they failed them other five by falling asleep next to them. They knew the bridegroom was coming. And I don't want to fall asleep next to a neighbor or a coworker or somebody that's lost without God and and, and then, then me being on the inside and them being on the outside and if I just warned them if I just kept them awake maybe if they had just kept them awake just tried to hey listen honey your candle's is going out your light your lamp's burning down the, you're almost out of oil and he could come at any time they said in Bible times that normally they would come in late in the afternoon after the wedding was over they would come and then they would go and those bridesmaids would sing and dance and, as they would go to the father's house of the bridegroom and there's the re- Deception and all that went on there but normally he'd come in the afternoon but they said from time to time uh, that the bridegroom would pick a, 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 an, abnormal, uh, an abnormal time uh, just to find whether they were ready or not and these, twi- these ten were asleep uh, these ten, uh, five were out of no all and he showed up and he says behold the bridegroom cometh And the difference between the five, each groups, was five had all and five did not. Bible, Bible is a type of the Holy Spirit. You know the difference between a lost person and a saved person? It's the Holy Spirit. And by the way, the Bible says that our spirit will bear witness with their spirit. And, and, and you know... Being saved, the, the the evidence of salvation is not: Did you say the right words? And did you close your eyes long enough? And did you cry hard enough? And did you squeeze the pew before you come to the altar? Did you get down and did you roll and cry? Did you fill out your card right? Did you right? Did you dot your eyes and cross your T's? Did you say, answer the questions the right way? I want you to know what the most important key, the key ingredient to salvation, is: the Holy Ghost of God. There were five that were empty, as far as they had no all, and there were five that had all. And I want you to know, when Jesus comes, He's coming for the ones with all. And what happens? I'm skipping a lot. I got two and a half pages, and I'm just, I'm by the, I'm, by the grace of God and having mercy on you. I'm, I'm skipping it. I'm just not even looking at it. I'm talking about how did they end up on the outside looking in. They looked the part. You understand? They, 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 they all were clean. They would lived the part. And by the way, where were they all? They were all sleeping under the same roof. Coming into this church don't make you a Christian no more than me going in that garage makes me a car. Coming to this church don't make me saved no more than me going over there in the fellowship hall and standing behind that stove makes me a cook if you don't believe it, just come over there and I'll cook you something everyone, and you'll find out I'm no cook. But Larry, uh, being in church doesn't make me a Christian no more than standing out there uh, taking my Georgia and going over there and handing her a basketball and letting her stand in front. Of her. That don't make her a basketball player. Being in church doesn't make me a Christian no more than taking a, a one of these boys that's never played baseball in their life and putting a, baseball, putting a glove on their hand. That don't make them a baseball player. I'm telling you this morning, there's millions of people right now in, this, in, in church today, on this Lord's Day, on this Sunday, all across the country, all across the world. They look the part. I mean, they got the outward appearance, they're morally, they're righteous outwardly speaking. Uh, they, they look like everybody else, but there's no oh, there's no spirit inside of them. And They're all asleep. They hear a cry in verse 6. We see the crowd. Now we see the cry in verse 6. And at midnight there was a cry made no listen I believe we're about prophetic, and I know I make an application here for the theologians that are amongst us this morning but we're I believe prophetically speaking we're almost to midnight we're almost there the clock's ticking time's running I mean he coming at an unexpected time he come at a time when it was dark outside and he cried and he said in verse 6 behold hath the bridegroom cometh he says this he says go ye out to meet him I want to ask you this morning if you were to hear at that call are you ready to go out and meet him? are you ready to go out and meet him? I mean listen we can leave this church and we can all go out and meet him today or you can meet them on the way home and all it takes is one drunk driver all it takes is one accident and you'll be going to meet him. the midnight crowd the midnight cry are you ready for the midnight cry And by the way, either you're going to meet Jesus at the throne of grace and be saved, or you'll meet him at the throne of judgment and be judged. But you're going to meet him. There's no getting around it. Every person in this room this morning, listen to me, has got an appointment with death, and you've got an appointment with judgment. I want to ask you something. Can you have judgment without a judge? That's, you understand? The Bible says, the point of the man once to die after this the judgment. Who is the judge? 2 <coughs> Timothy 4.1, Paul said, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick, that's the saved, and the dead, at his appearing and his kingdom. Jesus said the Father judged only, but he's committed all judgment of his Son. So I'm saying this morning, the bridegroom said go out and meet them. Go out and meet them. And there were five that were ready and they picked up their lamps and they went out to him. There's a midnight cry. There's a midnight crowd. Uh, I'm going to finish here. There's a midnight of uh, these five foolish virgins. Uh, they got their lamps and they, they said these lamps would be little dishes or bowls uh, with a wick in, in, in the middle of them and they'd have oil and these wicks had burned down and the oil had burned out and they began to cry and beg And said, we need all Somebody give us all But you know what they couldn't do They couldn't borrow from somebody else You can't borrow salvation from somebody else Acts 4.12 Neither does salvation There is one name given by men Whereby we must be saved That's it That's it Jesus said I am the way I am the truth And no man come the Father But by me and they said, hey, sister, give me some of that oil. She said, I can't. I can't. Then they went over here and said, I need some oil. Let me borrow your oil. And they couldn't. Do you know, there's a lot of people this morning who are dating Jesus, but they don't want to marry him. They want to go out and eat, get their meal paid for. I've seen there's a trend where now the this, it's the cool thing for the ladies to pay for the men's meal. I like that change. They want to go out and they want, to, they want to go out and have fun. You understand? They want to use him for that nice car. They want to use him for, and all these things. But at the end of the day, they don't want to take his name. And I want you to know, these five foolish virgins, they looked like it. They acted like it. They put on the show. And when, when push come to shove, when the rubber met the road, when they were backed up against the wall, they realized they didn't have no wall. But the worst part about it is they couldn't go in off of somebody else's wall. And you can ride nobody's co- uh, coattails. I was going to say coondog, but coattails. You tell what's on my mind. out will balance the heart and the mouth speaketh. I got a new prospect over there, six weeks old. I'm trying, I think I'm gonna call her, oh, why not tonight? I'm serious. After the hit, I'm gonna call her not, not head or something. I'm praying about that, but I thought, it just came to me last night, why not tonight? That's a good name for a coon, though. It's a good hymn song, but you get it what I'm talking about? Why not tonight? Why not tonight? Why not? She's gonna trade four coons on you tonight. She might, but anyhow. <laughs> You can't ride coattails to heaven. Uh-huh. You kids, you can't go off daddy's oil or mama's oil or the preacher's oil. Each one had to have their lamps filled. You know, the saddest thing is this. they They come running as they came running to the door. But they had waited too long. The door was shut. They knocked on the door. They beat upon the door. And while they were outside weeping, uh, the crowd was on the inside rejoicing. Uh, While they were on the outside uh, trying to get in, the other crowd was in there having a good time, uh, celebrating the marriage, celebrating uh, uh, the event. And there they were in the dark. And the Lord, the bridegroom, said, I! I know you not if you will not have Jesus listen to me if you will not have Jesus in life then he will not know you in death he said verse 13 watch therefore for you know not neither the day nor the hour We're in the Son of Man coming. On the outside looking in. Do you remember when you was a child? School. Clicks and all that. You you ever felt like you was an outsider looking in? They'd have that birthday party, you know. Hey, I, I'm just telling you. There's a lot of times that have to us. Well, I went to school. Everybody I went to school was rich. I'm talking about real rich. I'm talking about country club rich, boats, lake houses, boats. I mean, Mercedes Benz and all that stuff. Not doctors and and I mean I, and I. Hey, I thank God I wasn't raised that way because half some of them's dead now, rehab and, and strung out. But but I mean, I I I'd, I'd, I'd catch wind of a birthday party, and I kind of hint around. Hey. What's going on this? Oh, no, nothing, nothing. Just, uh, we're having, we're just, yep, going to, I think we'll help my dad do, you know, and then, and you could tell that he's lying. line. And then you'd go ask around, hey, well, it's, you know how kids are? There's always one's going to spill the beans. And Ginger, you remember that. There's always one that'll talk. Just got to put the pressure on them, get them just, and i and I remember that feeling. I'd feel like, why don't they won't let me? A pump, but yeah, why, why do I have to? Why? Why is this? And I know you've probably felt that at work. You know, you got the bosses. They think they're something special. You know that new flat top haircut, thinking they're cool. You know, and they all got their little. Well, I've got a. I'm a supervisor here at the. I'm a supervisor at Pella. You know what? I'm serious. That's why they are. There's Beth. She's a forklift driver. That's how they are. I'm the, I'm the, and then you got, and, 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 and it seems like it's, it goes on everywhere. It seems like it's, this, 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 it's everywhere throughout your life. But I want you to know something this morning. It don't have to be that way in eternity. How terrible would it be to die without Jesus Christ and realize that for all eternity, you is going to be an outsider looking in. I preached about it last week, but it bears mentioning this morning. Luke chapter 16. That rich man. The rich man and Lazarus. Y'all remember? <laughs> I'm proud of y'all. The rich man, where was he at? He was on the inside in life. Where was Lazarus? He was on the outside of the gate. But when he died. The Bible says, and in hell, and he saw Abraham far off, and what did he see? And he saw Lazarus in his bosom. So in hell, that man that had always been the insider, he was the outsider. And the one who had always been the outsider to him, he become the insider.